PWO WrestleCast. As always, I'm your host, Matt. It's a pretty nice Monday afternoon. Doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of snow left on the ground. Uh, yep. Shout out to my people in Texas. Hopefully you still got utilities or you're getting them back. Keep boiling your water. Keep boiling your water. Um, and, uh, you know, we're here to talk some wrestling. Lift your spirits because... For as mediocre as Elimination Chamber could have been, and kind of was, some parts of it were awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, with me tonight to talk about all of this wonderful, wonderfulness is the greatest ref in the world. It's Cod Sinclair. And he's drinking. I love it. Drunk mm-hmm. Mondays. It is at uh, National Margarita Day, so if you got a marg. Mm. Um, this is Bold Rock Hard Lemonade. That sounds made up. That sounds made up. <laughs> you know, they also have Hard Half and Half with the tea and the lemonade because they do hard tea now. Um, okay. But for those who aren't in the Virginia area, guys, check out the Bold Rock. Um, mm-hmm. They're up in the Shenandoah Mountains. It is beautiful up there this time of year. Um, also, Bold Rock, if you are listening, sponsorship. Look. Oh. Okay going with the drink of my people which no one can see <laughs> so get some dr pepper in your life you know you know that's a you know that's an agnostic be- beverage correct mm. don't even care doesn't even care <laughs> don't even care it's delicious with its 23 authentic blend the front man he brings the hype it's mm-hmm. Hey, hey uh, I was, I'm going to shout out to uh, Texas, my where the, the best brother-in-law in the world lives with my three angelic nieces and uh, his lovely wife. So uh, Glen Rose, Texas, whatever. Their electricity, uh, they only were out for about three days, but uh, got some really cool um, uh, inner tube down a hill videos from my nieces that they don't get to usually, usually they're sharing like, haha, we're in shorts kind of things this say, time of year the first time they've ever seen snow uh no they lived on a mountain in new mexico so they were oh, okay. they, they've had they had it then but in texas right. i think this is the first time but hey uh, while we're saying that look i just want to lift everybody's spirits if your team didn't win the super bowl or the world series or any of that in 2020 and 2021 all sports is fake except for pro wrestling just yep. throwing that out there and i'm drinking uh, uh tonic water so. uh Gosh, I'm the only alcoholic on this show. Fantastic. Hey, hey, hey. I never said there couldn't have been a 24th added flavor to this Dr. Pepper. Uh, you know, yeah. If it's not fireball in there, it ain't real Dr. Pepper. Well, I mean, and, and I'll say um, I did uh, I did send from being my uh, being a front man this weekend. I did send my man Pat home with a uh, with a fortified uh, pocket in his jacket. So. Oh, it did not last as long as you think it would. <laughs> oh, no. Oh no! Saturday night was a good time, dog. Well, that's fantastic. I didn't go to like three in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. I was ready, man. I don't care if it was only like, you know, my brother and I here. 
as our, our sister. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm good. Glad I could help. Yeah. Good times with so, siblings. Everyone's pretty safe. So. Yeah, so how's that? How was that elimination chamber? <laughs> uh, we're gonna get there. We'll, we'll close the show with elimination chambers because, you know, a lot of implications. Huh? Yeah, there's implications. Yeah, yeah, a lot of implications. Um, first off, though, we are gonna say hopeful. Uh, feel better soon. Get well soon. To Anna J of the Dark Order and Hiromu yeah. Takahashi. Hiromu yeah. has a torn pectoral. I believe that means he's going to end up uh, vacating his uh, as he as he should. Um, and uh, Anna J, who was out for six to twelve months with a, uh, it was diagnosed dislocated shoulder. Did we see further what it was? Uh, shoulder surgery. That's what I heard. And yeah, happened during training. So when those yeah, I'm brutal. I'm I'm sure that we will probably get more, but. Um, it may be or may not be worth noting, but she was not on being the elite today. Yeah. So um, depending on when they shot the segment and whatnot, you know, um, it might be a while, but take, but you know, you know, Ty, Ty Conti's right there. I think we'll be okay. Um, oh. So. Yeah. Well, she's, well, she's kind of been like de facto, like Dark Order by association. Well, mm-hmm. Anna J, I think, is still going to be on TV after surgery. I think she'll still be with the I, Dark Order. God, I hope so. Um, I'm torn, actually, on that. I'm torn. Because um, on one hand, I want to see her on TV, and I still want to see her get time. You know? Um, on the other hand, I would be super pumped to see her return from an injury and get a big pop that I think she could get. Oh, well, yeah, for sure. She's already in the hottest stable um, in American professional wrestling at the moment. So, only getting sexier mm-hmm. with a certain hangman. Well, yeah. I, I don't know uh, if this is if this is I don't know if this is any indication of sort of where they're going to go and how they're going to replace Anna J. But right now on the uh, AEW Women's Championship Eliminator Tournament. Um, mm. uh, Aja Kong is taking on uh, Ryu Mizunami, and Aja Kong is all in purple. So I don't know. Maybe that's a tip that's tipping off where they're going. But I don't know. Um, they did announce her replacement. Um, it is going to be Maddie Rankowski. Um, this is uh, she is. I've seen that. What's up? This has been this, this her replacement being named uh, has been pretty divisive among fans. Yeah, um, all it says um, in the tweet is that she is a student and protege of Thunder Rosa, so. Mm-hmm. Which um, Anna J was facing uh, Britt Baker, or was she facing? Yes. yes so it, it makes a lot of storyline sense. Yeah. Um, but I know a lot of people were like, why couldn't you put Penelope Ford or anyone who's already been regularly on Dark? Yeah. Um, I saw some people throw out Red Velvet in there because uh, she's getting this opportunity. Red Velvet's yeah. not bad by any means. I, I think she's. I think she has a lot of potential to be fun yeah. uh, and, and make it a little bit more down the ring, down the line. Uh, but I definitely think with her already being in kind of a pretty highlighted spot this coming uh, two weeks, yeah, 
so yeah next next wednesday yeah um i don't, I, I like it i think it makes storyline sense i haven't seen too much of her work um so i guess that's gonna be ultimately my deciding factor um um did we not have did we not have ivelisse on hand or diamante on hand they're or... they're on dark they just wrestled on dark actually no no i'm saying though yeah. like... no, 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 that's what i'm saying like they're there yeah no i'm wondering if the if the replacement was more for storyline as just general talent yeah um so i think my big thing is uh we were told that the entirety of the women's bracket was taped and mm. we already have a winner on the U.S. Mm. side. So that makes me believe that Anna Jay lost in the first round, and they may just re-record the first round match. I don't think they actually recorded it. Which mm. I would be okay with, you know. Um, but if it's if it's true, I mean, it's an easy fix, you know, as long as Anna Jay lost in the first round, which would be atrocious. But... Which would make sense for storyline. Maybe. I don't know, because the rumored winner would have would face the winner of that match. Mm-hmm. Um so uh, you know, and here's and, and here's the thing about that. I'll touch on that really quick. Um whoever is leaking out these <laughs> AEW um Spoilers, they've never come to fruition. Um, that's a lie. AEW, yeah, that's a lie. Which one came true? Uh, actually, like the second taped show in Jacksonville. Yeah, but they figured they know who did that. So, that, I mean, that was a they 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 located that leaker. So, since since then, though, the times that it has happened, they've gotten in front of it. Mm-hmm. And if it's like, and and they've kind of done what they feel is necessary. So I feel like even, even though somebody has leaked out um, who wins, I feel like it's easily correctable. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just, I, I'm just distracted because I just, I'm watching this Aja Kong match and um, like, because they only allow so many people in the room, right? And so the, the, the timekeeper's got a bell and it's basically sitting on a TV tray. And she just slammed her head into the bell on the TV tray on the sideline. I'm sorry. I love Aja Kong. Well, they were battling outside the ring, but like, there's no table. It's just like a TV tray. With they the broke my on. heart when Maki Ito lost. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Uh, I'm thinking next Monday we go in-depth and talk everything with the AEW Women's Tournament, just like how we did Dusty Classic. Y'all down with that? Yeah, I'm definitely. Yeah, I'm down especially the, especially the Japanese side because I feel like we're giving a lot of love to the American side, um, but maybe we have, but maybe we have some Joshi fans out there. Yeah, well, they want to hear more about that uh, side of the bracket. Well, well I, I'm watching it right now. Deity of word I can't use on poop. Yeah. Poop. Well, let me just put it this way: I'm watching it right now, and um, Aja Kong. Who I'm not sure how old Aja Kong is, but she's she's old and she's yeah. big, and she's still better than Nia Jax. One hundred percent. 
Aja Kong is 50, and I completely agree. Um, <laughs> the, the first round match that I watched, she was way more um, ath- athletic than I thought well, she initially. Was, she looked kind of rough in the match that she had yes. forever ago si- at double wasn't or nothing, it, I believe. Yeah, wasn't it the six women tag? I think so, yeah. Um, yeah, she looked not great in that, and I think um, – if you forget about that and come into this with a fresh mind, um, she's serviceable. Yep. It's about as best I can get for you, but um, she's better She's better than Fat Jacks. So there's that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so, so there you go, guys. There's your plug for next Monday. We're going to break down everything from the AEW Women's Tournament. Well, oh, you know what else? You know what else we'll have? We'll have, um, we may or may not have a new IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. That's true. Yeah, that's also happening. Yeah, um, that, that is on the 26th. I have to ask, Brian, because I, I, I think you are the guy on this. How, what are you going to do when John Moxley wins? Oh, <laughs> Oh God! I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think we would have enough sponsors to dig us out of the out of the hole. Um, for how many experts? No. And here's the problem. And I've said it before. I am a fan that you defend your title every thirty days. And I know that it's not necessarily a written rule, but I've always figured it to be a to be one of those un, unwritten rules of, of, of professional wrestling. If you can't defend your title in, in, in a given time frame, then pass it on to somebody else so we can push other stars. So we can push somebody else and use the title um, not, as, not as a prop. You know, um, To put it in theater's terms, um, the title is the gun, not the glass of water on the table. Um, yeah. Y- and, and, and that's my only problem with it is, um, and then you said it at the beginning of the show, because, because we're going to get Hiromu, who is more than likely going to have to relinquish his title. Um, there's there's, there's going to be a lot of questions, I think, about Mox as soon as that happens. Like, oh, Mox is a champion for this, for this length? Like, ugh. Um, I, don't, I don't think it happens, though. Um, unless they... Unless they want to continue to um, have IWGP Gold on AEW, which is totally possible, uh, um, my heart of hearts says that it is time for Moxley to drop the strap after not defending it for so long. Um, but that's personal opinion. That's all. That's that's always been my understanding as an unwritten rule of professional wrestling. Over it. Well. I guess let's also go into some more stuff here because I know we got the guy elimination here at some point, but I do want to talk about a show we had on Saturday. Uh, There's actually two shows we had on Saturday, Uh, both more independent type of shows, but you know, Mm -hmm. one of them was on the WWE network. So it's a little bit different. Uh, Progress was on uh, NXT, not NXT, but it was on, uh, 
well, excuse me, was on the WWE Network. And this is actually my first real exposure to progress. I haven't watched too much of it before. Um, and I learned a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Like, have you guys heard of Cara Noir? Maybe. All right, well, let me run down this card real quick. So the Progress Unified World Championship number one contender match opened up. There's a four-way, four-way between Chris Ridgeway, who defeated Gene Money. If you don't know Gene Money, he's fantastically hilarious on Twitter. Amari and Spike Trevette. Um, Ridgeway has a good look. Uh, I'm not surprised. Luke Jacobs. They, so they had, uh, there's a tournament called the Natural Progression Tournament. Or natural, yeah. Um, I believe the winner eventually gets a shot at the title, which is how I think Cara Noir be, ended up becoming champion. They're, they are that is their world champion. Let me see if I can find a picture. Here um, the background. The only thing I know about him is that he was trained by uh, PWO's most most hated wrestler, that being Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> really, uh, really ruining ruining my love for this guy here. I. I'm sorry, that's all. That is legitimately all I know. Um, I've seen progress shows before, um, not as of late, quick count. Um, but um, hopefully I can get back into it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. They, I'll just let me just put this. I'm going to have everybody watching this this uh, AEW women's tournament by the end of me just laughing. Let's just say, I don't think they have full-size trash cans for use in professional wrestling matches in Japan. That's all I'm saying. Oh, of course it cuts out his head. Boo. That's okay. Um, I'm going to go on a tangent on this guy later. <laughs> uh, Lou Jacobs in the first round, or well, I guess quarterfinals of this tournament, defeated Man Like Drace. Uh, who came out rapping, which I thought was pretty interesting. He actually did a pretty good job, I felt. He was trying to do fan interaction with no fans, which was a little weird, but, you know, I think it was maybe his first show since the pandemic, which is terrifying. Mm. Um, Ethan Allen defeated Kid Lycos the, uh, 2 by submission. Millie McKenzie, uh, people who have you watched Defiance or uh, WCPW know her. Uh, she mm-hmm. defeated Mercedes Blaze, who, like, I know her name's Mercedes, but gave me major Sasha Banks vibes in, in terms of looks. Um, uh, another quarterfinal match, Danny Black defeated Elijah. Uh, Danny Black is like a, looks like a 22-year-old punk rocker. Um, maybe not necessarily punk rocker, maybe more emo kid. His ring attire, he has, uh, like, the zip-up, like, sleeveless jacket vest with a hood. And he has like devil horns on the hood. Um, you would think this is something like a Square Enix or Nintendo RPG. So maybe he looks like a cross between um, Jimmy Havoc and Darby Allen. Maybe. No. Trying to get that, trying to put that image together for people who haven't seen Danny Black. Uh, Danny Black. Um, last quarter, uh, quarterfinal match here Warren Banks defeated Big Guns Joe. Warren Banks, I love. He's the Nigerian kaiju. 
is his nickname. If you guys know me, anything Kaiju related, straight to the moon. But like Big Guns Joe. Oh my God, this dude is introduced, uh, and and for his measurements, they have him by grams. Because <laughs> he's oh like, I, I don't know, he's maybe like, maybe five eight. Like he he's in good shape and he's like shredded and he's got big biceps, which is why he's Big Guns Joe. And like the whole thing is, he is ridiculous. <laughs> um, this was, I think, maybe my favorite match of the card, which maybe a little uh much but I, I was really behind warren banks like i said anything nicknamed kaiju uh kid lycos the original kid lycos made mm. his return to progress uh and he defeated chuck mambo uh with a little with a little help from kid lycos too so this is a return and a heel turn all in one match nice mm. um okay. and in the main event cara noir Defeated Dan Maloney by submission. Dan Maloney has a look. Uh, if he has a better name, this dude could be a superstar. Um, Cara Noir. Okay. This dude. Uh, I, I think the original inspiration is the Black Swan. Oh, okay. Because he comes out to like the most iconic ballet piece. Um, he, his face paint is done like a ballet for Black Swan. Um, and he's wearing performance pants. Um, Pat saw him and was like, man, this Darby Allen gimmick's weird. Um, which was like, <laughs> funny. Uh, oh gosh. But I, I don't know if like the gimmick has changed since he's introduced it. Like he's slightly carved it. Like it, like it went from like Dalton castle, I think, but like to the more serious Dalton castle. Oh, okay. Um, like, this dude has done like death matches now as well to retain the title and everything. So like he's he's legitimized himself. I think he got really over with the fans, um, and he got a big following there. And uh, so watching this guy, by no means is he bad in ring, and like he's done well to his gimmick. I'm sitting here going, man, this thing would not get over anywhere on TV. Mm. Right. And maybe that is kind of... Sort of like Darby Allen. <laughs> no, no, because I thought Darby Allen would get no, over I was on kidding. TV. I was kidding. I was kidding. I was thinking the whole Darby Allen sting, let's do the same thing every single week. Gimmick. Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a, of, a, of a solid one here. Like, I don't know. Because Dalton Castle, even when he was... I, I mean, he's just hysterical himself he's funny uh he's charismatic enough to put it over but like this guy doesn't particularly talk from my understanding mm. um rico uh, yeah rico but like we're we're gonna make it serious former las vegas police officer reading rico yeah <laughs> It's funny. Uh, it's funny because just a side note. Don't mean to get too far off track. Um, every time Jim Ross would call would 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 call a Rico match, um, he he would always um, he would always tell Rico that he would make note that he was a former Las Vegas police officer to try and to try and make his gimmick a little tougher. Um, my response to that: if he didn't dress so flamboyantly, you would not have to do that. Yeah, wow. 
you could dress him up um, like what's his face in Reno nine one one, and I think he'd be fine. <laughs> Lieutenant Dangle, there you go. That's Lieutenant great. Dangle is Rico now with the short shorts. Yep. Yes. Oh my. We're God. good. We're in great. We're in great shape. Um. So other show that happened this weekend was Josh Barnett's Bloodsport Five, baby. Yeah, no doubt. You guys know me. I love me some Bloodsport. Kumite? Was huh? there? Was there? Was there Kumite? Uh, no. But Kumite maybe coming up Bloodsport Six on April eighth. I was hoping you'd say that. Uh, because you already know the match for that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Main event for this one was John Moxley versus Davy Boy Smith Jr. Yeah. Um, which I thought this was maybe the thing that got Mox the most over. <laughs> like maybe losing the belt, maybe for like the past four or five months. I don't know. Make him look a little bit more legitimate. Um, but also Jeff mm-hmm. Cobb defeated uh, Filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah, uh, love that's it. a good one. Love the decision. Rocky Romero defeated Simon Grimm. Which yeah. I thought was kind of interesting because they've been pushing Simon Grimm as like, yeah, I've been here for all of these. I can do all of this. Yeah. Um, I thought it was an interesting decision to have Rocky Romero look strong there. Well, he's been Rocky's been doing stuff with MLW too mm-hmm. in there, True. so True. so he's so you know that's they got some st- storylines to further with that too. Um, no and then you had it wasn't uh, Alex Coughlin? Wasn't he a uh, New Japan LA Dojo guy. I know he was. Yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. He lost to uh, Royce Isaac. Royce Isaacs, yeah. Um, another one here for me that I really like, Cal Jack, um, mm-hmm. and I, I mainly know him from his time working with uh, Stephen Larson on Going in Raw. Yeah. Uh, okay. I love Cal Jack, and him picking up a win by submission made me real happy. Um, yeah. But we're Sweet. finally getting the match that we were promised in Bloodsport. Yeah. Uh, pre-pandemic, it's finally happening, April eighth, twenty twenty-one. Bloodsport six from the Cuban Club in Tampa, Florida, is going to be John Moxley versus Josh Barnett. Kumite. Kumite. It's the only way. Yeah. Um. Can't wait. Can't wait. I. Um. This is Moxley's wheel wheelhouse. It is. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, I know that there are certain people on this show that get on John Moxley's in, in-ring work and style. Um, mm-hmm. But when he's booked appropriate, when he's booked appropriately and you build the match around his strength, then he comes out looking strong. Him and I know G1. that's... Yeah. Him and, him and G1. This, this is... This is where he needs to be. I think the other issue, and, and this is now just more nitpicking on John Moxley, which mm-hmm. was not the intent. So I apologize. I'm not trying to, to knock John Moxley by any means, but I do feel like this is a valid thing. John Moxley came over to AEW, and it was a huge moment. A lot of people compared it to, uh, oh my God, I can't think of his name. Everyone's favorite American boy who won uh, by countout but didn't win the belt. Lex Express, okay. Lex Luger, baby. Oh, Lex there we Luger. go. Oh. I, can you tell that I like try and forget about him? Um, a lot of people compared it to him showing up on WCW. On mm, Raw. I mean, on, on Nitro, yeah. Yeah. 
my thing though is like Mox is a known commodity to most of the world, but so many people were introduced to a lot of interesting characters uh, when AEW started, such as you know Brian Cage, such as uh, God, I guess Darby Allen can be thrown in there. Jake Hager was pretty well known, but I think he definitely has looked better in AEW than the majority of his WWE career, and he's been gone for a while. Um, you know, Lance Archer, a, a number of people. God, Eddie Kingston. Eddie Kingston might have. Eddie Kingston might have actually been the breakout star of 2021 or 2020, mm-hmm. which is a weird, weird thing to say considering he's a fucking. He's been around forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like. John Moxley had to wrestle a clean babyface champion style, uh, which, like, man, is not not his wheelhouse. Let him just kick people's ass. Let yeah. let him beat the shit out of people. Yeah, um, I think I think I think another term for that is staying your lane. Um, mm-hmm. He doesn't need to be a heel. I don't think that's necessarily. Yeah, yeah. He he can be he he can be a face with heel like tendencies and be fine. In in a world where we have so much professional wrestling across the board, I think the term tweener isn't used as often anymore. Mm-hmm. That's that's where he needs to be. He doesn't need to be a baby face chasing chasing the title. Even though we can all agree that he's better, he he's, he's better chasing than he is holding. Correct. Yeah, but um, I I can't wait for this. This is gonna be yeah. really exciting. It's gonna be fantastic. Josh Barnett has also been incredible in all of these. Um, his match with Minoru Suzuki at Bloodsport. God, that that might be my favorite Bloodsport match. Um, you don't yeah. forget this. Don't forget this is gonna be WrestleMania weekend also. Yeah, and it has all the potential to be the best match mm. of the weekend. Um, a lot of people are going to point to Edge's track record of averaging about a four point, uh, a four and a quarter star match here at WrestleMania. Um, no. But I don't know, man. Josh Barnett and John Moxley. If enough people actually see it, I really think it could steal the show. Uh, so that's where my heart is, if you can't tell. All I can think about is Bloodsport. I kind of want to go watch Bloodsport when we're done here. Okay. God, right. Lee would have made such a great character in professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. All right. Shall we go to the chamber? Yeah, sure. Um, in Germany, it is called No Escape. Which... Well, I guess that would have been the Xscape, I was about to say, which would oh, be TNA, which would be a TNA match, which yeah. I would also love to see. That match is crazy. Yeah, I don't know if you could do that match without a crowd. I think the same thing with no. Ultimate X. As much as I want to see those matches, you gotta probably have a crowd for that. Well, I mean, oh, man, you could say the same thing about the Royal Rumble, which we saw what that was like without a, um, a crowd. I'll say this though: um, Thunderdome is a different. Yeah, agreed. Different, different breed. It, it it makes things visually better. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I also think if we're gonna put it into like no fans at all, um, 
looking at no surrender, I think that triple threat revolver match would have been a lot better with a live crowd. I True. Would maybe they probably would have to pick a different winner because of it. As much as I love Josh Alexander. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're probably right. Yeah. It's crazy to think how much how much that in, that that influences the way that people book. Well, um, you know, it, it shows you how much we take things for granted. We were on the show. Well, I was not on the show on Thursday, but maybe it was the prediction show. We talked about this, like the elimination chamber. Um, you know, we all, I was the first one to tell you here that Cesaro was winning this match and this is Cesaro's time. This is going to prove he's a, he's a star. Um, like I, I think I was trying to avoid arguing with your boy there, Dwight, on that. Um, yeah. But for me, you could have made Cesaro. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, if they if they didn't, they aren't going to. I mean, they that's that was. Well, yeah. what I was going to get is no matter how well you book him, there's no crowd to create the Kofi mania. There's no crowd. Right. To, to do what you did for Seth Rollins. There's no way. I mean, we talked about because WWE is piping in, they control everything. And we talked here maybe a month or two ago about how, you know, uh, wrestlers are a little frustrated with the Thunderdome because they, they can't move up the ladder because of it. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that it it was never more evident than tonight. Right. Well, I guess last night. Well, and if you watch it, it, it's so much more like a TV show. And I remember, and I guess we'll get to it. We're talking about uh, um, the elimination chamber, but I just remember the uh, there was a little bit of hiccup with the with the audio when Daniel Bryan's in the corner and he starts starting to do the yes thing, and there was a, like a delay, like they were like, oh, 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 wait, 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 you know, they forgot to hit the yeah, hit the button, yeah. we got to hit the button, hit hit the yes chance, and it was like. Yeah, but you know what? See, that doesn't happen when you have people there. Yeah. And it's, and, and, and it's, 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 or, and that it just, it just highlights how contrived and fake it all is. And so, um, you know, I, and, and I get it. There's not a lot they can do about it, but there's just, I, I, I and I'm going to say this might be a hot take, but um, I think Vince McMahon likes it. I think he likes having that level of control. I oh, think he. I'll take it all. Well, and I don't know if you guys saw just to, just to connect the dots a little bit. If you saw the the when they were giving the trophy celebration at the Australian Open, did you see that? And the and the lady and the lady goes, and we'd like to thank the government of Victoria and Australia. And the crowd just booed mercilessly. It's like, yeah, that's organic, right? That's how those guys get mm-hmm. over. It's like, and there's not a chance for that. You're right. And so they're going to pump in the, this is awesome. When Baron Corbin's having a match, it's like, oh God, really? You know? And so it's, it's, it's like, it's, it, it makes me as, as a real wrestling fan, <laughs> I just roll my eyes so much. And I was actually enjoying a lot of it. But then when I notice things like that, it's like, oh God, you know, he's back there going, yeah, pump. I love this. Like, I mean, he did it before he did it with John Cena. He did it with Roman Reigns in the past where they pumped in fake crowd noise, you know? And so I, I just, I think they'd like it. And I don't know that it's going to ever go away completely. Um, I imagine it, it will probably start to win when we can have people back. Also, uh, WrestleMania trying to have 30,000 people. Um, that's going to be interesting because seeing the backlash that Tampa got for having 25,000 
in the stands. I mean, well, we don't we don't want to go down that, but you know. no, we don't. But I just I, just, I think it's interesting. Like you can see the backlash, well, and we're gonna be like, all right, we're gonna go up. Well, they were gonna do that anyway. Plus, you know, they use the field, so it's not that hard to do. Because yeah, you know what I mean. They have the whole football field that they didn't have yeah. for the Super Bowl, and so. And plus, I just figured Vince McMahon would go. How many were at the Super Bowl? Twenty-five thousand four hundred and seven. No, we're gonna do like one more. Then you know what I mean? He yeah. Would just do like whatever. Like one I think, more. God, did we say that? Did we say that when the Super <laughs> yeah. Bowl was happening and we yeah. got the capacity number? Like, oh, yeah. okay. Well, uh, well that you up it just because yeah. we've one had the biggest event in pandemic era. Right. So that's. I mean, you know, that was gonna happen. I just think um, that in. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't agree with you, dude. I think. I think that that they like it. I think they like it a lot having this much control over that stuff. I think. Oh, yeah. I think if it were up to Vince McMahon, they'd never have another live show except for the big ones, and they would just do this Thunderdome thing forever. I think I'm he really likes curious it. how much money they are losing in terms of not selling live tickets. I mean, it they might were, not matter because you're only doing production in one area. Well, if you if you remember, like even before the pandemic, there were talks that they were they were canceling a lot of the live uh, live yeah. shows because they just weren't paying for themselves. They weren't selling tickets. I mean, I've been to a couple of WDB house shows in like 2017, 20, 2018. Like I went to a, in Fairfax and and yeah, I mean, the place was not packed. I mean, it wasn't it certainly wasn't a sellout. And heck, I got my the tickets I got were free. Like I didn't even pay for my tickets. So. Dude. You know, it's yeah. it's Last, it was fun, but it's it's basically a merch selling event. I'll say this: last live show I, I went to that was not like on on television was a SmackDown down in Richmond, and you know what? I met Sin Cara. Oh. Um, and actually, this Why? is good. Huh? Why? Because actually, uh, there's a long story to this, and also actually, I'm actually I like this guy. I, okay. I am a fan. Of at least Hunico under the mask. Okay. Because, um, okay. uh, so our our oldest brother, personal trainer, works with a guy who runs a deal, or well, was working with a guy who runs a dealership down in Richmond. And because he's a huge WWE fan, you know, they use the dealership as a meet and greet place. Right. So back when we could do meet and greets, mm-hmm. uh, so Pat and I were invited. And he came and met us. In fact, I actually have a picture with Sin Cara. <laughs> oh, there you um, go. and dude was real cool. He was awesome with the fans and just seeing him like talk with children and everything. Up as a teacher, you guys know I'm behind it. I'm about it. Um, and I heard some great stories about Baron Corbin, like being reassuring to children and then healing it up on the guy right after him. Like, right. So stuff like that make you like Baron Corbin, and we're not supposed to. No one should know about that. So never cheer for Baron Corbin as a heel, but he's actually, from all accounts, a, a pretty standout guy. Um, so don't cheer him, but you can like him. Um, but no, here's the thing. <laughs> we went to lunch after this meet and greet at Chipotle down there. Mm-hmm. And who should come and eat lunch without his mask? But Zinkara, and he's oh. at the table right across from us. And I'm like, look, no one say anything to him because you don't disrespect a lucha that way. True. Um, True. 
But I, I have a picture saved, and I made sure I did not include his face because you respect Lucha. And I go, we're sitting in this the smallest Chipotle I've ever been at, and no one knows this dude makes six figures right. <laughs> and could probably buy this building and all of us with it. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? He even he even kind of acknowledged it and came afterwards and was like, hey, guys, enjoy your lunch. That's awesome. Wow. Stuff, stuff like that makes you really like him. Yeah. Um, just to tie a bow. No, just to tie a bow onto this Vince McMahon, um, you know, stuff where I think I think we jokingly say that he will try and get at least one more person in 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 the Raymond James Stadium. Um, so pulled up on Yahoo Finance, 2020 in general, um, the company had an increase in revenue of one percent. Right. Um, and. That one percent is all he needs to do no more live shows and to and to Dwight's point stay like this. Look, mm-hmm. the company made almost a billion dollars. Wait, wait, wait! But how much of that though is on the two major uh, TV deals that they made, as well as cutting a bunch of talent? Now that uh, I don't know, but I do know that the Peacock deal on its own was a was was a billion. Um, yeah, I, th- I think those are different because we're, t- we're talking about uh, revenue, you know, income, income, outgoing. Those things are more, um, yeah. I mean, those are deals that are spread out over time, too. And plus, the, the Peacock deal was announced in 2021, so I'm not sure if that's a was a 2020 deal. And plus, those things report a quarterly, so. Yeah, um, um, so to put it more, so to put it more efficiently, um, operating income for 2020 was just north of $200 million which was an right. increase of 79% from the previous year. Right. I wonder you, how much you save on not having to bring, not having to send a ring crew and like literally the huge ass trucks that, they, that roll up when they're in your town with everything from ring gear, production equipment, the ramp. Um, yes, exactly. I, mean, I wonder how much they save just by having it set up. Uh, well, uh, well, you remember a lot of those people that got laid off were like people that co- were event coordinators and travel people and things yeah, like yeah. that because they weren't doing those shows. And so, they, you know, they, they, they laid those people off. And eventually, I think, he, you know, he's seeing the money going, yeah, I don't think we need to do that anymore. But I, I, I think that's, his, that's short-sighted also because a TV show is a TV show. Think of Lucha Underground. You know, it was just a TV show. I think he's trying to move toward it being just a TV show, and then they throw the big events, and it's like, dude, like I don't, I don't think it's gonna work, not today. I hate really being this guy because I know we say it a bunch, and it's it has been put out there a lot. But you know what? Like, I'm the trips guy, so I'm the mark for trips, and all of this. The whole reason he signed with WWE to begin with was because they were doing live shows, and he wanted to work every night mm-hmm. like the comparisons <laughs> right between current wwe and previous wcw are like man I, I, it's being a dead horse it is but it's so funny when they just line up so perfectly right so he, he basically took them out because of the mistakes they made and now he's decided hey let's make all the same mistakes that we watched Which WCW. Go, and I don't, I, I mean, 
we all went like this makes the most sense. Trips takes over once once Vince is gone. Um, but I know that has been brought into question so many times now as well. Right. Trips takes over. Do they go back to doing live shows? It's gotta be so interesting to see what happens when that finally when that does happen. I mean, I did make uh, my I did make one twenty twenty one prediction. I'm not gonna bring it up. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It will sort of, also be interesting to see. I sort, I sort of brought it up without bringing it up, but yeah. It makes you go also wonder how wrestling fans are going to react. Um, I, I know how I'm going to react. Well, yes, I know, and you should keep your uh, little bit of the bubbly on chill for the time being. But yeah, um, but it's funny to think we we don't think about it because. Um, it's commonly referred to on this show as blood as blood money, but they get fifty million dollars per event. Yeah, from just going over to Saudi Arabia, and I think since they had to push the superstar spectacle back into twenty twenty one instead of it being in the last quarter of twenty twenty, um, mm-hmm. um, they saw a sixty four percent decrease from the previous year. Um, so I think in that regard, um, where where you know Dwight's saying that they'll bring it back for the big events, um, you know, don't like that. that yeah, and don't forget this deal is still they've they've still a lot of tread on the tires. Um, so if there was never another live WWE show, um, I think I think Vince would be fine. Yeah, I do too. I don't know. I don't know how wrestlers would feel about that. I think that would be very interesting. Doesn't matter. It might not matter, matter. No, no, it makes you wonder if maybe yeah. they leave the company, though. Yeah, but, well, you, but that's, that's, that's the thing. Like, it, it, like when I, I think they know. You talk about it, and Trips was like, that was the difference between me signing with WCW and me signing with WWE. Like, you, you go, okay, who yeah. else would do that? Who, who would currently do that? Nobody, and and I think I think what you see is what, so so we talk about it all the time, and it's like the guys that are going to make money, and I don't we don't we don't um, you know begrudge anybody's trying to further their career, and you get to take care of your family and do all that stuff, but understand that I'm pretty sure by now they know what they're signing up for. It's like you're either going to be a pro wrestler or you're going to be on a TV show. I think WWE is a content producer. That's what they are now, and so they do a great job on that sort of. On all the, um, you know, the the like that Yokozuna documentary was fantastic, and a lot of those are the behind the scenes stuff, day of, the, and and they do a great job producing that because I think that's what they are. They're a TV content producer. What do they suck at? A pro wrestling. That's what they suck at. They suck at booking pro wrestling coherently, uh, building storylines that are that people are, are going to get invested in long term, which is pro wrestling stuff. What are they good at? Making a half-hour TV show or a, you know a two-hour TV show. That's what they're pretty good at. The end. Man, <laughs> remember we were just about to start Elimination Chamber? Yeah. We are, we are tangent-filled tonight. I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. Hey, let me throw out another tangent. Uh, Laura Sullivan is training to do the bare knuckles. Uh, the, that, whatever the thing that uh, Pat Mill teaches them doing, they're doing the bare knuckles. He's a bear, all right. Yeah, he, so Laura Sullivan's training to do that for real. God, I want to watch that so bad. <laughs> oh my wait. gosh. No. We forgot about the biggest news of the weekend. What's that? Bailey isn't all elite anymore. 
That's true. That's uh, true. I, I wasn't even going to. I don't know. I don't want to put that. People are getting a little too weird about that for me. Yeah, uh, it is true, though. Aaron Solo and Bailey uh, were engaged. They did uh, come to a, I don't know, a, a difference in, in things that they want in life. Um, and they decided to terminate their relationship. Yeah. For the I, just, I just thought it was funny. Um, um, K, uh, uh, Kayfabe Soup, uh, they, had, they had the post that Aaron Solo had on the one side. And the other side was Bailey's DMs, and it just says "sup." Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, like it. But yeah, I'm ready to eliminate the chamber. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> well, we're gonna start on the pre-show because unfortunately, Keith Lee was officially pulled from the match. I wonder if he was actually injured. Um, because. I I don't know if they came to the decision. Okay. John Morrison won this fatal four-way to replace Keith Lee because he was injured in this match. Uh, reports were out that he was not even at the show or at the venue. Mm-hmm. Um, so some speculation, maybe something else. Uh, pandemic-y, hopefully oh. not. Or, 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 or even worse, someone else. Someone who likes to rewrite things the day they're supposed to happen. Just well, saying. Well, you know what? I kind of am happy with it, with how they had this work out. Uh, because with it still being Keith Lee, I was, or, or being a one-on-one match, I was pretty determined that Bobby Lashley was going to retain here. Right. Um, but we're going to get to that. So John Morrison defeated Elias Mustafa Ali with Mace T-Bar and Slapjack and Ricochet. He pinned Mustafa Ali. I don't know why that keeps tripping me up tonight. I'm usually pretty solid on that one. Um, Mustafa Ali, after he had all all of uh, Retribution take out Ricochet, which I'm sitting there like, this is a fatal four-way match. It's no disqualification. <laughs> Retribution could literally get in the ring and just beat up everybody, and Mustafa could just pin someone, and that would be it. Um, but I didn't think he was going to win just because I, I felt like he was going to get involved later in this card. He did not. Um, so retribution looking like chumps, if you ask me. Yeah, they definitely did. Especially that sort of like the way, it, the way that it ended yeah. made them, that was like the ultimate, like, like that was, you're an idiot. That's like, that's like, that's them in a nutshell, right? It's like, okay, we're supposed to take these guys seriously, but this stuff keeps happening. Like, okay, never mind. Yep. That's um, it. That's it. I like John Morrison. Todd? Um, he's he's sorry, text- there's a, there's, yeah. Um, sorry, it's a little bit of PWO biz. Um, I I apologize. Does it involve Does it involve Charlotte Flair's ass? That's all I want to know. Oh God, moving no, on. No, gone from that. It's been so long. No, it hasn't. It was, it was two days ben's ago. Dad can stay off the show for all I care. It was two days. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't care. Shout out. I don't Eddie. care. Don't do that to Eddie. I like Eddie. I don't. I don't care. Shout out to Eddie. Thanks for showing up to the show. 
and goodbye. <laughs> so, following that, the first match of the night was the SmackDown Elimination Chamber for uh, the title shot at the Universal title. It was. Opened up with Daniel Bryan and Cesaro, because of course it did, and it was the match we all wanted to see the most. Yeah. I think all of us knew that they were going to be the guys who could last the longest in this match. Yeah. Uh, out next was Corbin. And then yeah, Corbin was yeah, and Corbin. Yep, then Sam Owens and then Jay Uso. Yep. Um was Corbin the first eliminated? Corbin uh, was. Yeah, yes. he was. Yeah, he was. And yep. and he tapped out to the sharpshooter. Yes. It was uh, ridiculous. <laughs> and at one at one point I was sitting there going, four out of these six guys are ring of honor. Finger, a former Ring of Honor wrestler. So it was like, oh, this is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Then Sami Zayn was eliminated uh, via Stunner? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Doing this all from memory. I didn't write this down. I probably should. Yeah, he, he, yeah KO went on a Stunner spree. and got, yeah. yeah, so Stunner. Um, and then uh, Uso got uh, Kevin Owens' arm stuck at the entrance. Yeah, that was. I actually kind of like this spot, and then he just super kicked him. Yeah. Uh, even when Kevin Owens like rolled into the ring and was like starting to get up, I really thought the the super kick through the ropes. Yep. It was so. And we got the obligatory so, Kevin Owens jumping off of something onto people too. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So so we're acknowledging now that the super kick is not finishing maneuver. Come on. It's always been a finishing maneuver. No, stop it. It's been a transition move for about the past decade. Yeah, unless you're Chris, yeah, Chris Adams and the Young Bucks. No, the Young Bucks, it's not even a Young Bucks finisher. What am I talking about? No. People with super kicks. Very, very, very rare, though, Matthew. Um, It's it's, it's Napoli. They've been using the super kick as a finisher for a while, as well as they've also used it as a transition into the splash. They've done both. Yeah. Okay. They've done both for, for years. I feel like they've transitioned more to the splash, but in 2021, a super kick doesn't get the job done. No, but five or six might. Yeah, mm. five or six might, not Which one. Which is what happened. Mm. I'm just saying. I, I don't know. I thought this was fine. Yeah, he I super kicked him. He super kicked him with his arm caught in the in the cage, which was and I love the part where he's trying to keep the cage shut. He's yelling at the referees. You're trying to open it. I was like, that's pretty good. That's that's a pretty good spot right there. I liked it. So then, so then, how do you explain Cesaro's elimination? Look, I'm not trying to explain it. I told you, I only like that one part. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I thought that's what I'm saying. No, but Cesaro also started at the very beginning of the match. He probably had suffered at that point the most damage. Uh, he was spinning Daniel Bryan by a single leg. Which was Max. dope, also, mm-hmm. and ate a super kick, and then got splashed on. I'm saying he needs a more credible finishing maneuver. I don't think the super kick as a singles competitor gets it done. No, but the USO splashed it. Unless you're Chris Adams, but hey, that's the '80s. Yeah, or Sean. Yeah, and it's and it and it's not. Yeah, but it but it's not sweet. Or Lance Storm. Mm. Yeah, Lance Storms was pretty damn pretty damn good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But again, I'm very okay with the super kick being a finisher. Uh, not everyone kicks it all the time. I feel like I've seen less of it. 
Oh, also Dolph Ziggler used it as a finisher back when he was running uh, SmackDown as the Intercontinental yeah. Champion in 2017 and 2018. Yeah, but he his was because he was a Shawn Michaels guy. So Yeah, I'm yeah. okay with that. I love Shawn Michaels. Well, Shawn Michaels got it from Chris Adams, so I'm just saying. I'm saying I would rather use I would rather him use a Superman punch because he's in oh. the family. No. Oh, You're wrong. Hot, I'm sorry. Hot hold on. Hot take. If you don't agree with it, move move on. Yeah. <laughs> we got a, we got a, we got a lot of show to cover. That's true. Uh oh. so, so Us eliminated Cesaro as we talked about. I was not a fan of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also talked about how Cesaro should have won this match, but uh, and Daniel Bryan got the pin over Jay Uso. I can't remember if that was it was a great finish or if he had gotten him with the no, he got him because he came off the top of the pod and he got him with the knees. Yeah, he did the needed face the bell lock. Yeah, well, they call it what do they call it now? It's not the label lock anymore. I think they went back to calling it the yes lock. Yeah, or no, which I'm like, a little sad because I really like the label. The lock. deadbolt lock or something. The dead. It was the deadlock. That's what he called it. That's what Corey Graves called it. So whatever, must be a new name. Oh <laughs> my god, no knows. We've changed the name of the signature move. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it was good. I like the fact that Roman Reigns came out immediately. That that I did like. And Hold I expected on. that. Yeah, because that's how they've been booking it. Yeah. Well, not just that, though. It logistically makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, prior to what we know happens later, it's so much harder in terms of cleanup to raise the cell and then immediately have a match. Uh, so I didn't think they were going to do that for the main event, which we all know what happened. We're going to talk about. Uh, and we all knew what was going to happen because they started doing it. Um but no, you, kudos to WWE because this is how because this is how they announced it. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 But it yeah, it's from a logistic standpoint. Yeah. Oh. No, maybe not necessarily. WWE doesn't care about logistics. <laughs> hey, man, that's where I make my bet, my bread and butter here. Right. You know how we talked about AEW when they first showed up, and we talked about how you couldn't hear their theme music's. Yeah. Uh, in comparison, as a live fan to TV, that was like gangbusters, man. That was. That was money. I mean, it was no, it was no interview with the bouncers, but it was money. <laughs> um, God, I miss the bouncers. Uh, but uh, logistically, I didn't think they were gonna close with this, um, just because the rush to get the the cage up. Mm-hmm. I didn't think they were gonna force that at the main event spot. Right. Because I I felt that would have been too forced if you. It, if you ask me. Now, what we did get at the main event does kind of change that. But I think it's a little bit different between a live show and a show that you're going to be at the same venue for the next month right. ever. <laughs> um, so Roman Reigns then beat uh, Daniel Bryan in a minute and 32 seconds. Uh, Daniel Bryan immediately countered the spear into the. They said yes lock for this one, and I'm not gonna lie, they kind of got me on this. I was like, okay, all right, um, but no, shocker. Roman Reigns wins. Uh, wins via guillotine. They have uh, Bryan pass out. I imagine we're gonna have this rematch at Fastlane, but the big thing here is immediately following the match. 
it's Edge. He spears Roman Reigns and he's pointing to WrestleMania sign and they did it like two more times and they finally cut the pyro. I think they were late the first time, which was weird. I don't know. I didn't realize that every time you pointed at the sign for uh, for WrestleMania, you got pyro. But I'm going to try it now forever. I'm just, if I'm ever at a live show, I'm going to point at it just to see if I get pyro. <laughs> and if I'm going to do it, I have to do it like Ronda Rousey. And we're going to see if I stand up if we're going to lose me. We're going to get that, like, side looking over shoulder. Make sure you're looking at the camera. <laughs> but not open chest because that's not good theater. <laughs> yep. Like, uh, 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 am I, I'm not the only one that's sick of that, though, am I? I'm, I'm, I'm over that. The pointing so, to the WrestleMania sign? Yes. I'm so over it. I'm only so do dumb. it at the Royal Rumble. That's the only time I want you to do it. No, I don't ever want anyone to do it. I want it to be a thing that goes away because it's so cliche at this point. And, and, and now it happens three or four times on Raw. It happens twice on SmackDown, every pay-per-view. It's, it's, it happens too much. Yeah, I agree. And to, and to Dwight's point, if it's not a point, it's, it's like the look down and then it's like with like an anguished face or like in deep thought, they look up at the mania sign. The Randy Orton pose with it in the background. Well, don't no, no, no. You do, hey Ryan, don't forget. You do the you look, and then you nod your head up and down as you're looking at the WrestleMania sign. That's That's, if you're the Undertaker, you bow to it. (laughs) It's just like I I, I, I hate I hate it so much. That WrestleMania sign means more than WrestleMania. As you get the piped in thank thank you Taker chance. Okay, I know we've tried to avoid talking about these next two matches. Let's get them out of here. Yeah, quickly. We had the United States Championship match. Obviously, John Morrison was added. Uh, We also had Riddle and Bobby Lashley. Riddle went over, uh, pinned John Morrison after bashing uh, Lashley in the bag with MVP's crutches. Yep. Yeah. Um, This is why you had to take out Keith Lee. I don't think Keith Lee was actually hurt. You couldn't have Keith Lee take this pin. And, right, and you were taking the belt off of Lashley, so you needed someone who could eat it. Yeah, and and I don't know that they wanted to do the like the way they finished it. I thought was good, right? Because it had it's the heelish sort of. Hey, there's no disqualification, so he can whack him with the MVP's crutch, and that's cool. And that's how he goes over. Um, I liked it. I loved the evil Knievel jacket. I'm, I, I marked out like crazy as a the kid of the seventies. Came out in U.S. inspired gear. I was yeah. Like, oh God, he's winning. That's, well, that's exactly what you said. Well, well, it was well. It's for for you guys who weren't alive in the seventies. That was definitely evil Knievel's jacket. You know, so. Um, who from someone who had the evil Knievel little action figure with the motorcycle that you could sh- take you know, did you wound up and he could just take off but anyway that was so I'm marked out for that but I thought this was a great match I thought they did it well and God who's who doesn't love MVP talking smack like with that's audible love it. <laughs> added it added so um, much added so everything much. MVP does is money at this yeah. point for sure. Um, he's the highlight of Monday nights. Yeah, um, I, I love that the I love that he's the chief hurt officer. Um Bobby Lashley's the chief chief hurt. I mean it's just like all that stuff's gold. Uh hurt business. Bobby Lashley. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I don't well, like losing this match and was not happy about it, but I was happy by the end of the night, I think. <laughs> I, uh, yes. Given what we are 
what we know now. Here to in a couple minutes, yeah. I was not happy um, at 8.30. I was happy again at 9.30. I almost broke out the good bourbon for that. Um, all right, women's tag title match. This went for 9 minutes, 35 seconds. It was oh nine Jackson. Shayna Baszler. They defeated Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks due to some shenanigans. What an awful match. So It looked like they just put this together on SmackDown. Wait, uh, they, they did. did. Um, so this became very evident to me. And I'm going to go ahead and point this out. I realized I don't, I don't think it matters how good you are. Right. I don't think it matters. Because, like, as much as I, I don't like Sasha Banks and as much as I do like Bianca Belair, as much as I like Shayna Baszler, even though I hate Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. as much as I respect Shayna Baszler, I guess that's more important. Um, God, no one can look good with Nia Jax in the ring. Well, and, and even, like, I've seen Shayna Baszler and Bianca Belair put on a hell of a match. Yeah, right? fantastic. I've, I've seen that. We enjoyed that together. Here's the thing. They looked like like all of the people in that ring were off. Like you could tell it wasn't working. And I think you're right. I think Nia Jax is a liability, period. She's a liability in so many ways. The one that really stuck out to me is a very specific spot. It was early on in the match. Nia Jax had caught Sasha Banks and was doing the press over. And she was going to press her over to Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair was going to catch her and then put her down. Um, Because we're trying to show that Bianca Belair is also strong. She's an athlete. We're trying to show off what she's got. And she's got athleticism and that. Um, But Nia Jax took so long to get her up that Bianca Belair is now looking stupid for just standing there being like, huh, what do I do when – all, everything watching wrestling tells you just kick her in the gut <laughs> right yeah mm-hmm. or, or or like and and the and i don't know if it's because of her knees they got blown out but that like she can't she cannot get her body off the ground to do a leg drop so it looks like a baseball slide leg drop and it's it's you know hulk hogan you got his throat she comes up he goes up he drops the leg she cannot get off the ground. Like you know, physically, she cannot, she can't, she cannot get any air. So, so okay, sort of, I'm gonna put this out there as she, well. She sort of put she just like lifts her leg and falls. Like she, there is no <laughs> I wonder if she's told not to jump up and drop a leg drop. Okay. For the safety of her partner. But also, I mean, think about how much Hulk Hogan has talked about how the leg drop has ruined his fucking ass. <laughs> now that that's seen... anything anyone wants to think her, about. Her ass is three times the size of Hulk Hogan's ass. I'm sorry. Sure, but I'm it, sure. ju- it, ju- it just is. I think it's, don't I don't know. Do you that... know, Dwight? Her I'm hole. Just... <laughs> I know. But I'm just saying, it's like, hey, Matt, I, 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 I love that you're trying to defend Nia Jax on this. But I, I'm not. I, I'm, I'm just wondering if it's a WWE thing. I think That's she what I'm can. saying. I, I think she Someone's can. to blame. I, I think it looks like she can't. That's what I'm saying. I think we're spending too much time on it because she's the worst women women's wrestler on the main roster. We should not waste our time. Okay, that's it. We're done. Well, let me can I at least talk about the finish? We didn't talk about that. Yeah, I guess. So 
Yeah. They're pushing that Reginald has a crush on Sasha Banks. He's trying to help her win the titles. So he throws in a champagne bottle for Sasha Banks to bash yeah. over, I think, Nia Jax's head. And she's like, what do you want me to do with this? Like, I wasn't a heel six months ago. <laughs> okay, okay. can I can I ask you guys a question? Because I, yeah. I guess maybe. Wasn't he with Carmella? He has a crush on Sasha Banks. But he's with Carmella. Yes, and he's with but her. Carmella is ripping him a new one for doing anything to help her. And Car- Carmella yeah. was not involved in the pay-per-view at all. No. I kind of think this is how we're going to get Carmella Sasha Banks at Fastlane. Okay, because that, that that I was conf- so so. In other words, I was as confused as everybody else. Yes. Why the heck it went down this way? Okay, okay. Just yes. I, it just yeah. seemed like out of the blue to me, and, and I whatever I don't care. I think, um, but I think yeah. because Fastlane is the first pay per view on Peacock, they're going to overload it with every title on the line because we need to know who is the real champions at WrestleMania, so we need to have everyone defend it. So I think this was just your excuse to set up Carmella. Sasha Banks at the next pay-per-view with Bianca Belair going like, look, I don't care who wins. I got him. Right. Um, Oh my gosh. This was just a, this is the worst worked women's match I've seen in a while. Yep. And I just watched Aja Kong like a half hour ago. Look better than anyone I mean, she, no, I mean, I would say better than anyone, but like that match was noticeably better than this match for sure. Um, yeah. And they just the, scrapped the Oscar match. They didn't even have it. Right. They didn't even yeah. have it. Good, because I'm sure they would have booked it about as bad as this. Um, okay. I I can't wait until these two drop the titles here next next week. Okay. This needs to be over so Shayna Baszler can go out to be a single star. Yeah, but she is get away from Nia Nia Jax. So, she's sucking the life. Hold on, she's sucking the life out of whatever Shayna Baszler has left within her character. There is nothing more redeeming to this tag team. It it has to end. Well, apparently they just gave the tag team a name. Team, team what? They're Shayna. No, like that that's a legitimate backstage segment that happened. No, Are you serious? No. Yes. No. Now Shayna no, is no. like, no, but the interviewer kept referring to them as Shaynaya. Oh, please lose. No. Anyway. Um yeah, also no, no, uh, no. I'm putting this out there. Anyone who's ever complained about the AEW women's division, mm-hmm. watch this match. This was my point all along saying no one is doing anything with their women's division. Right. Yeah. I'm emphasizing mm-hmm. this. I am. I I'm doubling a, down. I, I think that's a segment for another day because I think if it's booked appropriately and even if there's a little bit of build, this match was thrown together because they knew they weren't going to have that Raw Women's title match. They yeah. said we need another match. They said they that we need another match on the card. We're not going to announce that, it, that it's scrapped and that it's not going to happen. But mm-hmm. we have to throw something together. What are we gonna do? And then I also think you could just have Peyton Royce challenge for the, the Raw Women's Title. How yeah. about this? Don't replace it with anything. Mm-hmm. You don't need it. No, I think you did. This show ended at nine thirty. This is a pay per view. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think transitioning from the United States Title match to the main event of this show. 
I don't think that I think this match is your typical piss break divas match. Um, right. Like when you when you throw a match together two days before a show, and to my to my knowledge, Bianca Ben Bianca Belair and 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 Sasha Banks have never tagged tagged together. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe they had on their way to Survivor Series. Okay, so like once. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay, and they've never worked against somebody who can't work and Shayna Baszler. This is why the women's division is in the shambles it's in because of bullcrap like this. Yeah. Taking a line from you know Hulk Hogan, Bash of the Beach, two thousand. Yeah, yeah, no, I I completely agree with that. But that's what I'm saying, like. A lot of people were really touting the Sasha Banks Bailey stuff from the summer, but like, let's be real, it wasn't as great as everyone thinks it was. I hate being that guy. I am gonna be that guy though. Like, a lot of people buried AEW for not having a Sasha Banks and Bailey thing, but like, it, it was so overdone and bad. People have a hard on for it because. Women's wrestling, and it, it look, uh, this all of this makes me sound really sexist, and that's not my point here, because I love women's wrestling. I love wrestling. Um, but it, like Ryan just said, if you don't make us care about the story, why should I care? Mm-hmm. Um, you brought Charlotte back on a whim because your ratings were bad. Mm-hmm. You cut Lana out of a match. That should have probably been her crowning achievement um, of actually being a wrestler because you need a boost to rating, so it was Asuka. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, Ryan. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler are going to retain the titles on NXT mm-hmm. because Lana and Naomi already won a number one contenders match against them. Before Elimination Chamber. We already had a built-in story for a title match here that's probably going to take place at Mania because the story is Nia Jax-Lana. But you wouldn't really keep up with that with how much they've tried to work around it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and to your point about, about the way they book things, okay, take, for example, the United States Championship match we just watched. Okay, they had to add a third person because okay, be, because this happens all all the time. If there's if there's your triple threat and some and somebody gets injured, sometimes I do want to add them, that sometimes they partially don't. speculation. This is partial speculation on us. But yeah, still. um but the reason they add a third person is because they booked Riddle versus Bobby Lashley for the past two months. If you don't book them every single week, then maybe there's no need for you to have the you know pre-show match to replace Keith Lee. Maybe it's oh hey Keith Lee's not in the match. He'll get a you know title shot when he's when he's 100. percent We'll have a one-on-one match. Like we, they're they book themselves into a corner at every single turn. And that's sure. why it's hard to invest, like, like just like you said, it's hard to care when they don't care to invest the time. 
Well, and here is uh, okay. Real quick, let's go ahead and get to the main event because Eric, I'm gonna go ahead and apologize. We might go five minutes over on this Monday. <laughs> Hopefully, we don't go too much over on our tangents here. Well, let's skip to the end. Cause, is the cause, WWE, well, well, I'm I'm gonna come back here to Riddle winning the U.S. title here because I have a question to ask. Uh, Drew McIntyre retained in the WWE Elimination Chamber when he came out third. He defeated AJ Styles last. Uh, the the match started with Jeff Hardy and Randy Orton. Randy Orton was the first eliminated, uh, kind of the surprise of everyone. Uh, Kofi Kingston came out third. Fourth. 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 Yeah. Who came out third? Well, well, well. He was the fourth competitor in the match, so third. Yeah, I guess. I'm confused. It was Randy Orton. Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton started. Then Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre came out third. Oh my God. Yes. Then Kofi. Oh, okay. And when everyone was down, or maybe that was before Kofi came in. No, no, it was after Kofi came in. uh, Because Randy Orton RKO'd everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, AJ Styles had almost rip off the the back of his cell so he could run through the front to get in the, the cage. Um, which is real funny considering they they removed Sami Zayn's camera crew from the right. match for being still be there, but they left almost. Now, I appreciated the fact that they had Adam Pierce come out and make him leave, but you enforced that rule already, and that same ref did not enforce it there. Right. <laughs> Got to be consistent, dog. Yep. Don't care if your story tells it. Have almost come through the, the crowd and do it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Something like that. Have almost throw in... I don't know, a screwdriver or some shit. A, a grenade. A grenade. Chuck <laughs> Taylor has a grenade. Uh, Does it even matter? Like, he should throw it. Hey, he should Taylor throw in a, a grenade? Yes. He should throw in a, a very concerned about that grenade. Well, he's, well, he's going to be a hole in the side of the chamber now. I'm going to say he should have thrown in a tiny Japanese trash can like I just saw earlier. <laughs> also, also, Brian Alvarez. God, look, everybody shits on him a lot, and I get it to a degree. The other part of me is he makes a lot of really good points. AJ Styles competed to try and enter the cage last. Right. All right? And he cheated to get into the cage before it was actually his turn. I know. Uh, Yeah. Something's not connecting here. I know. I know. Um, so Drew McIntyre last eliminated AJ Styles. AJ Styles eliminated Sheamus. Uh, and Sheamus, uh, I think, got a little bit of, of uh, stink face on this one. Uh, but I think that's more actually on AJ's fault. I don't right. fault AJ Styles for a lot of things. I don't think AJ Styles got up for the Styles uh, or the, for the phenomenal forearm soon enough. So Sheamus was kind of stuck standing over Drew McIntyre after he hit a brogue, waiting yeah. for waiting for the finish. So some timing issues there, but I thought Sheamus looked like a million bucks prior to that moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He did. They they did not have Mustafa Ali cost Kofi Kingston like I thought they were going to. Like I thought Mustafa Ali was going to come through the hole caused by Omos. I was like, yeah, you know what? Maybe that makes sense. But no, it didn't happen. Kofi was just eliminated. He got broged out of his brains. Um, so Drew McIntyre retains here. Eating a lot of punishment. He came in third. This was a 31-minute-long match. Uh, and honestly, a pretty fun match. I don't think it was bad by any means. Not like the greatest elimination chamber. But, I don't know, maybe better than I was anticipating. 
Um, yeah, I mean, I stand by if Jeff Hardy wasn't in this match, I'm probably having a much more fun time with this mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I, I agree. Jeff Hardy was eliminated at the fourth. He was the third elimination. Yeah. Because yeah. it was Orton, Kofi, Hardy, Sheamus, and AJ. Um, right. So following that, they're raising the chamber while McIntyre is celebrating. And he gets speared out of his boots by Bob Lashley. Good old Robbie coming through there. Um, and he is just beating down Drew McIntyre. Because um, what we saw earlier, we saw MVP talking with Miz. Mm-hmm. And, and as Lashley put this out there on Twitter, business. Um, right. So he beat down Lashley. Or, uh, he beat down McIntyre, put him, in, put him in the heart lock, and then gave him a full Nelson slam. Also, I love a good full Nelson slam. Mm-hmm. Um, um, let's just call let's just call what it is the coloss. No, no, no coloss is cobra clutch into side slam. This mm, one agree to disagree. Full Nelson <laughs> into side. Jinder Mahal <laughs> doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, look, he's no uh, he's no Ted DiBiase Jr. But you know, Dream mm-hmm. Street was great as is. Yeah. Shout out for the legacy member who no one's ever going to remember because he's not Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Despite, I thought, being the better of the two at the time. Um, more hot takes for you. And after that beatdown, what should happen? But we should hear just a top-tier entrance theme occur. And it was awesome. awesome. The Miz yep. cashes in, hits a DDT, and then picks him up and hits a skull-crushing finale. The Miz is your two-time WWE champion. And this is how Elimination Chamber goes off the air. Uh, little facts here. Miz has made history. He is, I believe, the first official two-time Grand Slam champion, the first ever two-time Grand Slam champion in company history. Mm. Which is weird, because I feel like that shouldn't, that, like that doesn't kind of make sense to me. I feel like there's got to be one more along the way. Um but uh, he has uh... – okay, so here you go. Edge and Seth Rollins, if they were to win one more United States title, they would be a two-time Grand Slam champion, and Rey Mysterio and Kofi Kingston would need a second WWE title win. Okay. Uh, so I, I think this just excludes the heavyweight title. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't know. Uh, heavyweight title, I, I think that kind of is cut out of it. I think, I think without a good, I think that's exactly what the money in the bank is supposed to be, right? That's exactly the moment that's supposed to happen, and that's how it's used. Can you? I want you to imagine this. That's why it made no sense for Otis to have the money in the bank. None, zero. Never was this going to happen with Otis having the money in the having the briefcase, and so it was like. I don't know what they were trying to capitalize on or what they thought that was going to accomplish when they, when they, when he won the money in the bank, but it was like instantly someone goes, okay, a what joke. Do we, yeah. What do we do now? And it was like, uh, do we turn it into a joke or do we, it's like, it was such a waste and such a terrible, I mean, just think of all the other people that were in that match that could have won the money in the bank that didn't. 
Well, and that was so, the worst uh, worst money in the bank match, period, as far as I'm concerned. Ever. Not even also, close. I think, the worst. Uh, maybe not the worst. Well, it's think of all the really convoluted low in terms of cinematic. Well, well, but think of, well, but think of all the convoluted nonsense we had to go through just to get to something like this, where the Miz has the money in the bank. They killed Alistair Black. I know it was like we we went through a year of nonsense. I mean, for a second there, there was this possibility that Otis was gonna like cash it in for the women's tag team titles and something. I mean, there was not so much nonsense like about it, and it's all it came was from one stupid decision. And so, for it to end up the way it did, which was last night, which was good, I loved it. I thought it was a great end to the show. I'm on the Miz have it this entire time, right? Right now, I exactly. know Miz and Morrison. I think we're facing uh, Braun Strowman for the title, the the Universal title at Money in the Bank. I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly, but I, I believe that's where they were on the card. Well, it didn't uh, have to be the Miz. The whole point was it never should have been Otis. That's the point. Yeah. No. I and agree and, with that and this and this moment, which was good, never happens at any pay per view with Otis with the Money in the Bank. And look. Pat and I have been saying this forever. I think a lot of us actually have. This is long overdue. Right. The yeah. Miz should have been world champion back when SmackDown Live was just happening after he cut that promo on Daniel Bryan on uh, Talking Smack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right. He should have been um, have it after he carried SmackDown as the Intercontinental Champion forever. He should have been had it when he was the only one holding the Intercontinental Champion on Raw and Brock Lesnar was gone forever. Yep. And, but you know that the, the whole moment with like at the beginning of the match when Bad Bunny's got the 24-7 title and he's like, well, what are you doing here? You don't even have a go, you don't have a belt yep. or whatever. I was like, oh my gosh, I can see what's I know what's gonna happen. Like I right at the moment and then I knew what, but but then it was a good story too. It was like that helped too. And I'm like, okay, this is this is a moment of booking that I enjoyed and I did and then and then immediately thought why the hell did Otis ever have the freaking briefcase but um also can I go on one more slight mini tangent I don't know we're running late I'm gonna make it slight I'm gonna make it very slight because this is targeting wrestling fans be better okay because so many of y'all are talking trash on the Miz and trying to say, well, just because he's he's champion, which makes WWE worse. Y'all, do you not understand The Miz? They don't. Yeah, they don't. And look, I'm not sitting here and telling you that The Miz is going to give you a Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi match. He's not going to give you necessarily a five-star classic. But he's going to give you an actual reason to watch because he can cut a promo. He well, makes you just... actually boo him. Right. I'm gonna emphasize this. Right. I really want to emphasize this. For all you people who cheer and then boo MJF, the Miz has been doing it for like six years longer than him. Okay. Well, no, no, no. All right, you need to calm down with that. But let me just get wait, back. Wait, wait. I got, You're I not got wrong. one more. I got You're one more. Wrong. And then I'm gonna let you go there. Okay. Okay. I got one more on this, and then then you guys can cut me off. Okay. And here's the other thing. I get booing him because he's a heel. Don't you dare sit here and act like he doesn't belong in professional wrestling because he is the representation of any fan of professional wrestling who wanted to be it and then he became it. 
Go mm-hmm. back. Watch the WrestleMania 27 promo mm-hmm. where they cut and talked about him on the real world. Talk about him being a reality guy. This mm-hmm. dude has been bleeding wrestling longer than me because he's 40. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. I'm, I'm only 26. Easy. He's, he's been doing it longer than me. So have I. That's what I'm giving him. Yeah. I've been, I've been doing longer than me. This dude has been bleeding professional wrestling just because you don't like how he works. All right. Y'all are that same Daniel Bryan elitists complaining oh, that he doesn't work hard enough. That dude is there just about every friggin' week. Whether right. you like it or hate it, he's put out some of the more entertaining stuff on television for WWE. God, I was with for you for so much. Years. I, I was with you for so much of that. And then you started getting stupid. So let me just, and, and, and so I agree. And, and I just think, yes, give me somebody that loves the business. Cause you, we've seen like people like Goldberg, like these idiots yes. that do not love the business, right? That are in the Lex Luger was the same way. These guys that are in the business, but don't love the business. So it's, we appreciate the ones who do MJF definitely loves the business. Okay. So with that being said, I think you're right. I think the point is like, we hate that the Miz is the champ. They're like, right. That's what we were going for. Like, that's the point. You're supposed to hate it. You're supposed to want Bobby Lashley to kill him or you, or Drew McIntyre to kill him. Yeah, and That's what you're you. right. And you want to, they want you to pay your money for that. That is what a chicken shit heel is. That is a trope because it works every time. So, so that's give what I'm me more at. of that. Don't act like WWE is lesser for making The Miz the world champ. The Miz should have been the world champ before now. Right. It made sense a lot of other times, too. They should do it. And look, we talk a lot about company guys doing everything for the business. He does everything that's asked of him, even if it makes him look like a joke. Yeah, like move to Texas and then immediately move back to California. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you guys that Miz and Miz and Mrs. or whatever is the best show in the world. But look at everything the Miz has done. This dude looks like a, a fucking great dude. Yeah. You know what is the greatest show in the world? Is Young Rock, which I watched tonight. So you should go on Hulu and watch Young Rock. Um, that's all I'm saying. It's, uh, it's, it is very similar to Everybody Hates Chris. I'm just going to throw it. It's sort of Everybody Hates Chris with a wrestling twist. That's all. It's not, it's not horrible. It's better than um, the Big Show show. I will say that. But I will say this. Once again, last thing. Just be better. Don't go onto Maurice's Twitter and act like The Miz is the worst thing to ever happen to professional wrestling. Right. Y'all are shit. I thought you were going to go off and tell the wrestling fans to be better because of how racist they were to Bad Bunny, uh, which would I mean, be a way more that that. And my daughter uh, called me because she's a huge Bad Bunny fan, and she she was talking about. I said, "Do not engage with wrestling fans, no matter what you do. Do not engage. Yes. Do not engage." And she's like, "She's like, well, they're all racist." I was like, "No, they're not racist. They're, they're just stupid. They're just generally <laughs> pathetic." I love you guys though, and, and support the podcast. <laughs> yeah, just come on, guys. Sorry, sorry. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> all right, Ryan. I know you wanted to cut me off here for a minute. Uh, yeah, I would like to share my thoughts of this match after the ten minute two man power trip we just saw. Um, this yeah, is way too late. This title win is way too late. Um, he is nothing but a transitional champion at this point, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that. It's a bad thing. I'm saying that right now he's the best promo guy that's on the main roster. Um, yep. 
you are not, like you said, not going to get a Matt Classic out of him because that is way behind in his career. Um, if we're talking maybe a handful of years, years ago, I'd be singing a different tune. But I think he's 40. He knows his game. He knows his wheelhouse. That was the entire Daniel Bryan um, feud. Like, yeah. like, I've been able to stay healthy because I do what I'm good at. And that's fine. Stay in your wheelhouse. And you just said this earlier on the show. Yeah. Yeah. And to people and to people that are that are saying like this is the worst thing, no, because the worst thing would be him versus Bad Bunny for the title. We don't want that. Okay. Right. So when you say that, remove head from sphincter and then speak properly. Um sure. am I a hundred percent behind this? No. Because there's younger talent that could be here. But again, it goes back to shoddy WWE booking that we don't push the younger talent. And The Miz, you know, like I said, way late on the title win. It should have been years ago. But take it if you can get it, I guess. Yep. Um, yeah. We'll see which... Uh, We'll see how long he keeps it because I don't think he makes it to Mania. Oh, he's not making it past Fastlane. And look, yeah. I don't think he should necessarily make it past Fastlane. And look, I'm a big Miz fan. For everything this dude does for the company, I am 100% behind him getting at least one more. Oh, my God. shot with it. Mm. What? Um, so tonight it is on Raw. Amongst the news that we're getting Rhea, Rhea Ripley debuting on Raw next week, which is incredible. Um, um, Braun Strowman one-on-one with Bobby Lashley. If Braun wins, um, it is a triple threat next week for the WWE title. Okay. Who's in the triple threat? It would be The Miz, and it would be Strowman and Bob. So Lashley's going to get his title shot next week either way. But if Strowman wins, wins, he gets out of the match. Uh, Oh, and and the head of this whole freaking shenanigan brigade. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Yeah. You know why, though? Because Braun Strowman never got his title opportunity. I was saying this on the prediction show that I thought the main Mm -hmm. event for Raw's WWE title was going to be Drew McIntyre versus... Uh, versus no, I have versus Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun Strowman about, never got the title uh, shot after winning at Survivor Series like everyone else did. So, yeah, but talk about somebody you don't care about anymore. Yeah, they have not done that dude any favors, and all the well, things that, they did with the fiend. Yeah, that <laughs> well, well, that that dude didn't do himself any favors, really. You're not wrong, yeah. but yeah, he's he's just. That's a stale character, man. That's that character has nowhere to go, has no way to tell a story. He's just, you know, he's freaking Ryback with less personality. Um, I think he's more athletic than Ryback, and I think they should have pulled the trigger years ago when he was yeah, flipping over amb- lost too much. ambulances and pulling yeah, down freaking sets. Um, yeah. Again, an example of somebody else who WWE pulled the trigger on too late for us to care about. Right. 
Like he was in his, when he was with uh, Kevin Owens and they were doing that whole thing, that was, that was like peak Braun Strowman, you know, for me. And then, and then that was just kind of, that just, that was it. And now I could not care any less. They got to do something with him, man. He's got to have some kind of change. Shoot. Give him, give him a, a bounty hunter, mercenary bit, something like Look, as much as I love the Kevin Owens prize fighter bit, Braun Strowman could easily do that and just have him legit just put people down. Give us some reason to think that he is not the same guy he was six months ago. Oh, he needs to be with, he needs to be like seriously like back in the Wyatt family sort of like side, you know, recreate that magic. Nah, you know what? I think we're past that because of the fight. Right, we we are past it. I'm saying what I thought they should do. What what would make me care about it anyway? Um, okay, well, so we got more of where this is going in terms of of the WWE title. All right, um, y'all heard me rant on Miz. Y'all mm-hmm. y'all know our thoughts on that. Here is my question for you guys: Who the hell is Riddle going to defend the U.S. title against? Uh, Keith Lee. So we're going to do face versus face. Oh, oh, I like what you did, Ryan. You think that's happening, really? You never know. It, I mean, that's Stoner sad. versus Stoner. I, w- I think I want to watch that. Yeah. Um, I don't care because Riddle's act is very stale, but mm-hmm. it's also an act that Vince McMahon is probably getting a you know, roll of quarters quarters in his in his pocket over. So I can't I can't really fault him for putting the product on there that he likes. Um, I have very 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 choice words for Matt for Matthew Riddle. Google Matthew Riddle, and you will see why he is the scum of the earth. Um, as far as his in ring stuff, it's fine. I mean, title worthy. No, Apollo Crews held this title. Apollo Crews is way better than him right now. And he's over on SmackDown killing it. Ricochet was on the pre-show. Yeah. Better than Riddle in every way. SmackDown's the A-show. If SmackDown's the A-show. Had Drew McIntyre, I would be so much more invested in, on SmackDown as well. That was like the only thing I would change. I, just because I like McIntyre more than I like Roman. Um, and I think McIntyre is the future. Of that company, okay. The, the two to three years he has left, isn't he like thirty-seven? Remember correctly? Oh, well, fairly, fairly young. Who are we talking about? McIntyre. Yeah, he's only thirty-five. Yeah, he's not. Oh, okay, all right. So he's so he's got a handful. Of years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That dude could okay. still be there, right. and his style of wrestling, he could be there five more years, six more yeah. years. He's a he's a he's a he's a Randy Orton. So is uh, state, but he has good matches. So so is um, so is uh, Matt Riddle. He's also thirty five. Uh, I wish he was dead. Um, mm-hmm. so this is this is kind of my thing. So like, I really thought we were gonna get McIntyre, Sheamus at Fast Lane here, and I'm 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 pretty okay with this little detour here. I'm a little sad we're not going to get more of the McIntyre Sheamus feud. I feel like we never really got much of that. Although there's a part of me that goes, and this is going to be frustrating for a lot of people. I think Lashley's got to win this title 
and then lose it at Mania to McIntyre so McIntyre could win the title in front of a crowd. Oh, my God. Now, look, look, I know that frustrates a lot of people. Yeah, me. And I stand by this. I said this when it happened. McIntyre deserves to be champion in front of a crowd. Um, that might be a hot take for people. This dude has deserved the main event push for so long. All of us here called it the second he actually started, you know, showing what he was really capable of on the independence on impact. Um, and we all wanted it. I think for years, I was a big Mac fan. Uh, <laughs> Broken dreams, drew McIntyre, <laughs> the chosen uh-huh. one. Um, Future shock DDT and everybody. Um, <laughs> Which he did pull out in the chamber. That is great. I love whenever he does it. Um, this dude has has had arguably what was supposed to be the biggest moment of his career and his professional life robbed of him because of the pandemic. And I get it. A lot of people have had these unfortunate things, but we have an opportunity to completely overwrite that. Um, and this is kind of why I did not want Bobby Lashley in the main event at WrestleMania. I think he is going to be night one, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. I think that is it. Some people speculate we're going to have a triple threat with Brock Lesnar. I think at that point, everyone's just trying to wishfully think all the dream possible candidates there. Um, look, McIntyre seems like someone who is a genuinely good person. He is, in my opinion, I think the face of the company moving forward. Um, I know a lot of people have also just hedged their wagons onto Roman Reigns as of late. I think he's done better work than he has in the past since he has turned heel here. Um, but McIntyre's the guy. He, he's the, the guy who's going to sell more t-shirts. He's the guy ask who's a baby face. Is can he stop sticking the stupid sword into the into the ramp? It's dumb. I love that. It's inc- okay. Bring the sword to the ring. Stab, stab somebody. No, but no, no you coming out oh, like yeah. a schmuck, stabbing it into the ramp like a goon. Stop that. No, I see, love it. See, yeah, no, I love it. I love, I love it. it. Here's what they can get rid of. They can get rid of the shink ball in his music. Yes, yes. Get rid that, of that if you're gonna yes, get rid of anything. True. I have no issue with him coming out with the get sword. I kind of like that. I wish they would only do it for like pay per view matches. Um, but yeah. I've done it for yeah. Raw as well. Do it for pay per view matches. Yeah, I think that'd be a lot cooler. Maybe it's just it, me waterboarding. Maybe well, maybe waterboarding. maybe if he yelled, if he held it up and yelled "freedom," that would be better. Yeah, you know, I mean, he would only use it and stab people. But <laughs> kill a horse or something. <laughs> we talked so much yeah. about someone in an ODQ match just shooting someone. I think at this point, somebody. <laughs> Somebody, somebody, get him a live chicken so we can give it to Serrano, so we can bring him <laughs> beat the Yankees. Like oh Jesus, God. you, you know we only get him KFC. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but look, but look, but look. McIntyre deserves that moment, winning the title in front of a crowd. Agreed. Um, yeah. I think that's the dude to if if you are in charge of this company. You hit your wagon too, because throughout this entire era, where I feel like wrestlers get stale in weeks rather than months or years, like we have seen in the past, Drew McIntyre has done everything to make him as must see as possible. Now, 
they kind of screwed him with the like four or five month long feud with Randy Orton. Yeah. In that regard. But I think everyone was just kind of done with that match, not Drew McIntyre. Right. That dude is put out there in every single match that he's been in. I don't think he's had really a bad match as champion. Um now he's had some stupid moments at the end of matches like that that uh TLC where Miz cashes in and well Morrison tried to cash in money in the bank for the Miz and yeah. got a little stupid there. But once again, that's not that's not on Drew, that's on overbooking on the production team there like hey before we sit and talk about this all all night i just want to put this out here man um and you can talk about it on thursday but pretty much we are we are booking wrestling just so that we can get the moment we didn't get last year okay in both cases really if you think about it yeah roman reigns and drew mcintyre right it's like so it's like 20 it's like this whole year never happened and 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 because th- we were going, whatever was going to happen after that, we're going to go ahead and let that happen, right? And so it seems like, you're like I'm, I'm, McIntyre. right. I'm excited for WrestleMania, right? But then I'm thinking, yeah, but it's so damn predictable what's going to happen, right? Is I mean, is that a, is that am I wrong? I think Lashley winning the belt. I I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. There's some situations apparently where drew mcintyre is not in the wwe title match the only person apparently completely written in for that match is bobby lashley i don't know who the hell else you go with besides mcintyre um unless maybe mcintyre is taking time off which i I would hate but i can't blame the dude because he's been the most consistent thing on monday night besides the hurt business yeah, and the only thing I can see derailing all of these WrestleMania plans is if um, Vince is saying in his head, you know, we're going to get the 30,000 fans. We need a big money attraction. Don't you oh, God, you're right. Don't you say the G word. Gosh, don't you, don't oh, you say no. the G word. We're going to get him and we're going to get Brock. Guys, it, guys, death, taxes, Vince McMahon having a hard on for legends. It's God. a fact. Okay, God. we're getting we're getting Goldberg at WrestleMania. We're getting Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Who, and who look, Barry. Hold on, hold on. And then, heck, you know, I know, I know, my brother Pat Lilly is having a rough night. Um, one of his predictions from the 2021 prediction show might come true as well. Take no, it. no, guys, no. think about it. Okay, the first live live crowd, okay, in over a year. We're looking thirteen to fourteen months. It's the biggest show of the year. This McMahon is gonna do everything in his power to make sure that both nights are a are a money prop profiting monster. And what is that to him? What is that to him? I know. I know I don't wanna say it. I'll be I'll I'll be that guy. I mean, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna we're gonna at least see either Goldberg or Brock Lesnar. Who does Goldberg face? That's my thing. We could still get John Cena. There's still time for John Cena. <laughs> All right. Yeah. John, John yeah, Cena's dead. Have yeah. I have I ruined this night for everyone yet? Yeah. Let's just go, let's just go ahead and call it a night, man, because you just brought up John Cena. So. God. Hit him with the plug. 
Um, guys, go check out the YouTube page. There's a lot of great content on there. Um, make sure you watch the WrestleCast. Make sure you find out when we're doing prediction shows. Um, also, this Saturday, the Ref Bump with myself and Jeff Hitman Hall, MLW Super Fight 2019. Um, the main event of that show is Tom Lawler versus Loki, who does not wear a mask in public, just like Austin Aries, because they're both scumbags. Um, also, the biggest news, nobody else knows this except for myself and Jeff Hall. Um, next Saturday, that would be, and I want to make sure I get my date correct, March 6th. Um, Jeff and I are live streaming. We are live streaming from WrestleMania 12, the Iron Man match classic between Brett the Hitman Hart and the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels. Details, more details will be put here in the show on Thursday. So please stay tuned. Wow. Wow. Making big announcements here. Now look, Ryan, before we get to that show, we got to get you at least one HBK shirt. Because you know, we've all seen it. Jeff's got himself an entire Hitman outfit. Yeah, he might come on with, you know, the wraparound shades too and then find the deepest, longest hall hallway in his house and just yell, Brett! So look, we need you to be the sexy boy like you always are. Oh, there we go. Good Lord, you guys are making me feel uncomfortable. Look, might take a, it might take me a cup of coffee. Just... <laughs> Just take one of those Playgirl photos that Shawn Michaels did. Oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> have, okay. have the stripes. Sammy Guevara did that on BWE today. So, yeah. everybody, thank you for joining us. This has been a journey and a half of anything. Um, Kofi plug. <laughs> if you liked what you heard, and I know you yeah. did, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a lot of things going on on the YouTube channel like you just heard. And a couple of, uh, more things, hopefully, in the works there. Uh, we keep trying to make more content. And if you guys want to see something or talk about something, like maybe maybe you want us to, I don't know, tier lists. Everybody's doing tier lists lately. You want us to rank some things? We can do that. We're great at that. We if love you want to see If you want to see two grown men argue, let us, let us know. Just put Pat and I in a room. Uh, we'll turn the camera on <laughs> if you want to do all that please tell us out in the comment section below and if you really really like what you heard you can support us at ko-fi.com slash pwo123 it's as easy as 123 and for the small price of a cup of coffee you can help us put on these wonderful shows your support means more to us than the world there you go and with that we must bid you adieu. Uh, it's, it's been a long night. And now that I've gone from Miz winning the WWE title to Goldberg at WrestleMania, I need to eat and drown my sorrows in more Dr. Pepper and spaghetti. So you, you actually went to call him Ryan sexy. It's actually how you ended it, but I'll just leave uh, it there. You know what? Look, compared to Goldberg, I'm taking cod. So I appreciate that. There you go. Brother husbands for life. God, you guys are yeah. sick. You're sick. Both of you. Or, life goodbye and good night bang that's my line